0: Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today we'll be discussing seven different ways to use the Akashic Library beyond reading your soul book. Most people, if they've heard of the Akashic Library at all, think of it as the place where Akashic books or soul books reside. Since it's called a library, and it's described as vast, they seem to create for themselves a vague notion of its being a spiritual place on a grand scale like St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, but full of books like libraries they've experienced in their own lives or seen in pictures. In my Level 1 Akashic class, Find Your Soul Purpose in the Akashics, students have the opportunity to actually experience the Akashic Library for themselves. In fact, they'll work there for fully half the course and the entirety of my Level 2 course, Reading Your Soul Book in the Akashics. In Level 1, a lesson is dedicated to a tour of the main library, which usually includes a brief description of the various sections, discussion of the types of materials present, and a brief visit to the area where they will work with their soul book. This area is usually a large table set in an alcove or quiet section on one of several floors just off the main section of the library. The table needs to be large, as soul books are massive due to the amount of information connected with each soul, and take up a large amount of real estate even before they're opened for reading purposes if the pull-out opportunities map is extended they can take up an entire 8-foot table or more this is what most students experience when they're working in the library although some are attracted to other areas or other means of interacting there i have one student who works in a hallway alcove in a wingback chair facing a window on the far side of the building another who has a dragon as an animal guide is flown into the main atrium and up to a second-floor space big enough to accommodate them both. Which brings me to my point. The Akashic Library has a great deal more to offer than just tables and soul books which can support you on your spiritual path in this life. In these seven ways to use the Akashic Library, I'm by no means creating an exhaustive list. But this does give you an overview of the top seven resources for expanded learning and becoming. Number one is viewing rooms. Soul books can seem notoriously cryptic, like Chinese fortune cookies. This isn't on purpose, but more a matter of translation. Most people have limited relationships to their emotional self, in part due to a combination of cultural biases and lived experience. Yet, emotional wisdom is a major component of Akashic communication, and therefore also forms a large portion of the messaging from soul books. Like a deaf person trying to understand opera through the skill of lip-reading, large portions of the meaning can get lost or misconstrued, making the message confusing. Viewing rooms in the Akashic library can help with this. Each room works somewhat like a home movie theater, and a soul book taken there acts a bit like a DVD or Blu-ray. Instead of the soul book interacting directly with the person reading it, opening it in the room makes it a reference work, which will play scenes depending on what the person is calling up. So if a student is stuck with an answer they can't quite decrypt, it can help to take the book to a viewing room and call up that section. The information will then play with the emotional component rendered more visually and intellectually which can clarify things enough to let the complete message become clear. Viewing rooms can be used for books other than an Akashic record. Using a viewing room can be a great time and energy saver if a student doesn't know whether a book will be useful for their purpose. It's an energy-saving method of skimming them for context and content. Any book can be read in the viewing room, Although this isn't the optimal method, as a lot of the full experience features a book has are shut off for this more visual display. For example, if there's picture or experiential movie text which a reader would enter into when reading the book, this would be disabled for the viewing room, and an abbreviated, generic version of the information would be displayed. The same with any textual nugget or multi-layered symbol embedded in the text. It would be rendered without all the layers of symbolism, and so some information is sacrificed for the mode of presentation. Exactly the way the movie made from a novel will be different from the original text. Some things work better on the screen, some better on the page, and there are times when one method of receiving the information is better than another. However, neither is in competition to be the best or right method for gaining wisdom, and it's good to have options. Number two is private nooks. The Akashic Library can seem like one monumental space, but it's much more like a massive city in itself, which includes large public areas, smaller group environments, and intimate spaces all the way down to the small, cozy cubbies with suitable space for curling up with a good book, scroll, or tablet. Unlike the main spaces... Nooks tend to not be regularly monitored by librarians, and instead treated as residential or offices. They are very handy for those who are working with not only their soul book, but other books as well. For research projects like studying healing modalities, inventions, ancient cultures, energetics in the physical world, or whatever interests you. A private nook is a place you can set up as a study area. Although usually shared by several beings at any given time, there is always shelf or table space for the books a student is working through, and they will remain there until the work is done. There are as many varieties of spaces as there are beings who wish to use them. Some are like old English studies with cozy chairs, lamps to light the gloom, and footstools. Others are at the top of the building, overlooking the city, and best for those who are flying rather than walking. And still others connect with the dolphin pools, or the Temple of Life. Using a private nook is not only supportive emotionally, but it is an energy saver, like a viewing room, as books don't have to be retrieved and returned each visit, and over time the nook will come to accommodate the student. Also, the community of beings in the Akashics will take note that the student is working there long term and may come to support, help, or advise in the studies they're undertaking, which can be a great benefit. Number three is career books. Not everyone is embodied in order to learn some kind of lesson or work off karma. As we begin this new phase of human transformation, or what has come to be called the paradigm shift, there are a great many souls who have embodied to be in service. This doesn't mean that embodied life isn't hard, or that we don't learn. There's no way to avoid learning and becoming while being embodied. It's the physics of living, and unfortunately, it can be as hard for the mature souls as it is for those who are learning. Bringing the gifts of sensitivity and empathy in large measure into an embodied life means that not only is the person fully loaded with the ability to support others, but that they must learn to cope with heightened awareness of everything and everyone going on around them. For these beings, their existence outside of embodied life, their normal life as a soul in the Akashics, has come to include a specialization, or what for better lack of a term, I call a career. They have expanded themselves to continue a focus on their own becoming, while adding a focus on supporting others in a highly developed, multi-dimensional form of multitasking. Each specialization or career has a great deal of information written about it, somewhat like textbooks on nursing or firefighting. In the Akashic Level 2 class, There's an entire lesson dedicated to reading this section of a soul book, if there is information there to be read. Often, when I'm reading for a client and I'm looking at their career information, I will also call for their career book. This book gives me a deeper dive into the subject and is presented in a way which can be more accessible for reading at speed. The career book is not specific to the soul but is the manual which describes what the career is, how to perform its various functions, and the necessary ethics and skills involved. It can be amazingly insightful for students, as it not only helps them remember crucial aspects of who they are, but can help inform how they have incorporated the career into this life here. Reading a career book can be helpful in a myriad of ways, including helping to fill in the missing pieces in a situation, Confirm key aspects of a confusing decision between this direction or that and help explain why a student is drawn to something which seems impractical or useless as anything other than a hobby. Number four are business books. The Akashic Library keeps records on everything, so it has books concerning individual businesses. For entrepreneurs these books can be amazingly helpful during the initial creation process, as well as in problem solving. No business has a predetermined future any more than an individual has. Free will is an operation in embodied life as everywhere else, so there are staggering numbers of choices, actions, and circumstances affecting everything. However, There are many pieces already in place that we may not be aware of, and things which seem convoluted, completely unfathomable, insolvable, or just plain broken can be laid out clearly in a business's record. This can be a great support as people navigate their way to a successful business. However, with these records, there is a catch-22. Where with soul books... We are often emotionally illiterate and so are unable to understand the emotional information being communicated. With business books, we are usually so emotionally connected with the need for answers that we're unable to understand what we're reading. Nothing gets us quite so revved up as money and relationships. So when you have a relationship with the business that is supposed to be providing you an income, things can get emotionally fraught. This is another example where a viewing room can come in handy. Number five is ancient cultures. There are entire wings of the library set aside for ancient human cultures. Many of them we no longer are aware of, since they were lost in extinction events such as the culture which created the Sphinx. Others we do know of to some extent, such as Moo, Atlantis, Egypt, Mayans, and the Amazonians, to name just a few. These wings of the library not only hold a tremendous number of books or records concerning every aspect of these cultures, but there are experiential aspects, such as the vaulted pool room in the Atlantis section, which allows beings to experience what life was like on the coast of the island, and specifically to interact with their forms of communication and technology. In the Egyptian wing, there are areas and displays which exhibit the healing forms of color and light that they used inside the pyramids, as well as how the pyramidal structures were used to concentrate and work with energy and communication and non-linear time. For those who wish to remember aspects of their experiences in these cultures, or who want to explore more of these ancient wisdoms in order to translate them into our current lives, I recommend going to these wings rather than having records brought to the main study area, as this provides a more conducive and immersive experience. Number six is the sciences. For those who want to discover or rediscover things which can make life here better, There are aspects of the library which cover topics that can be a help. There are many sections which cover what we would consider the hard sciences. They are frequented not only by scientists, but also inventors, who are trying to bring into being those things they feel can or simply must be. What I find interesting is that when I wander through them, there are often writers there as well, seeking inspiration for their fiction, or a better understanding of... What if for healers, there are entire sections devoted to healing modalities such as working with crystals, with sound and light and color, with various body systems and energies, as well as working with emotional body connections, and so much more. All of the healing modalities which other cultures have used in the past are still available as well as modalities we have not yet begun to explore in embodied life. Each section has side rooms where modalities can be practiced, viewing rooms where demonstrations can play out, and references to other places within the Akashic City, where people can experience the healing process such as the color and light caverns within the Temple of Life. Number seven is the paradigm shift itself there is a section of the Akashic Library dedicated to recording the current paradigm shift as it unfolds. Unlike most other areas of the library, this one is almost entirely active with current data collection, so everything is very dynamic, from the books and records being created in real time to the number of beings accessing the information. In the center of this wing of the library, there is a large circular railing, which surrounds an area approximately 12 feet in diameter. Within the railing is a viewing port set into the floor, which can display any aspect of the paradigm shift, from the micro to the macro, depending on the needs of the viewers. Embodied souls are part of an interconnected web not only consisting of themselves as a collective, but also all other living creatures on the planet and the planet itself. So the paradigm shift affects everything, not just individuals or cultures. Anyone who wishes to understand more of what is happening, why it's happening, and what it might mean, this is the place to seek the answers. Again, the future is not predetermined, so many answers are as yet unknown, which is part of the magic and amazing process of embodied life. But the records contain a great deal of insightful information, which can be helpful for those in service or who just need to gain some clarity concerning a world which seems to be ever increasingly chaotic and inscrutable. So, just as we are more than the sum of our parts, so too our needs can move beyond the answers our soul book can provide. Most soul books attempt to remind us of this fact, but the message can be misunderstood or get lost in translation. The Akashic Library offers more options for embodied souls than just a place to read one particular book. If you're feeling stuck, confused, or looking for information on a subject beyond your own Akashic Record, it can help to start exploring further in the Akashic Library. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be taking a more detailed look at what a personal Akashic room is and how to use it. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to rate it five stars on iTunes. Your comments are also appreciated. Thanks. Bye.